Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Well, what a start to the week after Australia's astonishing collapse in the cricket in India yesterday afternoon. We asked why on earth... We are fascinated with the sweep shot and surely the coaches should be able to tell the players to change tactics. But as you'll hear later, maybe not. Plus a big win to St Helens in the World Club Challenge over the weekend as the NRL pre-season challenge came to an end. Wow, Monday morning, we need to talk. We need to talk. We need a, a massive therapy session. We need to discuss. We need to get things off our chest today. What an incredible weekend. Welcome to Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Obviously, there is sport coming out of our you-know-where, but the cricket is enormous. The reaction to the sweep fest gone wrong in India. I don't think I've seen the like of it. Again, welcome to the program, Greg Alexander. I'll say this, like this... The collapse yesterday of the cricket, because we're calling rugby league, but we've got one eye on the cricket all afternoon. I, I wasn't a very good cricketer, Brandy. I wasn't a very good cricketer, and I knew my limitations. And the sweep was a shot that I was scared to play, because when you went down on one knee and you're not really confident hitting it, you're going to get hit. So, the, the, Pat Cubbins got out sweeping first ball, Brandy. Kuderman, I know, is number 11, but I'm going to declare it the worst shot I've ever seen in Test cricket. Upright, reverse sweep. What was it? What was his ball? Second ball? The worst shot I've ever seen in Test cricket. Alex Carey. Brandy, something. Give me something. Give give the listeners something. Unleash the hounds this morning. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Take zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Vossi, I, I, I can't. I can't give our listeners anything. Uh, I mm. I was in at Fox yesterday to do the four games that were on. So I, I was in at Fox for 10 hours yesterday. And we had the cricketers next door to us in the in the other room, the two green rooms, rugby league. We had the footy on, but we had the cricket on as well. I kept walking into the cricket room, chatting with Alan Border, Brendan Julian, and Mike Hussey. They, they were stunned. They, they could not believe how bad... And, and Alan Border said to me, he said, it, it's panic batting. Like, it's... They, they No one's even thinking about what they're doing. He said they are... Their minds are elsewhere. Because how someone didn't send a directive after the dismissal of Labashane, where the ball kept low and he was sweeping, don't play this cross-bat shot, Please. But they all did it. Yes. The ball went yes. underneath their bats on just about every dismissal. Mm. I, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. And and like you, look, I I was I was Test match standard backyard cricketer. I was a great backyard nice. cricketer, Vossi. But nicely put. Yeah, nicely put. That, that that's all. That's all. Yeah. I loved my cricket, and I used to. I I I think I I over my young years, I think I watched more cricket than I did league. But. Mm. Stunning, stunning, stunning. Okay, as I say, unleash the hounds. This is your chance to have your say, whatever you want to say about it. 
uh, put it without using expletives. Uh, 1300 0111 70 is the uh, Motorola open line. You can text 0457 736 736. Jadeja ended up with 7 for 42. He bowled five of them. And uh, looking through the stats, I think it was 2002 Shoeb Akhtar, who bowled a lot faster than uh, Jadeja, who was the last player to bowl five batsmen in an innings. Jadeja, that's an incredible statistic. But let's go back over it again. Pat Cummins, first ball, you go out and you sweep. The first ball. Having seen what had happened just before you, um, Steve Smith was out sweeping. Ball hit him low down on the pad, and he reviewed it. Alex Kerry, it was 10th ball for Alex oh. Kerry, the reverse sweep. Matt Renshaw, who is he's put in the squad because good against spin. Hasn't had a good time, but has he? 0-1-2. Um, he's faced less balls than, you know, his, his highlights reel goes for four minutes in India. That's how long he's batted for. Uh, and, uh, and, and as I say, Kuderman, second ball. <laughs> like it was just embarrassing. You've got to have your say about this one. I look at, and what happens the next two tests? I mean, wow. We need cricket experts on the program, and we've got them. Heels will be coming on after six thirty. Can't wait to hear from Ian Healy and get his honest assessment. Brendan Julian from Fox Cricket coming on the program today as well. But basically, want to hear what you've got to say. Telegraph headline today: swept away. Herald Delhi flop. Jared uh, Waitley called the action um, with our commentary team in India. Uh, great coverage on SEN. But, gee, are they getting full pay for doing three-day tests? How does it work, Brandy? How does that, how does that work? They're doing Charlie well, Goodser well, hours? What, what's going on? Well, it hasn't happened very often, Vossie, but, but the, the league boys yesterday in at Fox, you know, we, we outworked the cricketers. The cricketers were, were packed up and ready to go home again. <laughs> uh, well... Well before we finished. Um, yep. So another three-day okay. test. We didn't even get the three days yesterday. Well, well this is Jared Waitley calling the winning runs, first of all. Let's set it up. Murphy bowls. Pajara uses his feet and strikes the winning runs. It's a lovely blow down to Longoff. In his milestone, 100 tests. Secures victory for India by six wickets. It's a day in Delhi that will haunt Australia's collective cricket memory. A position of such promise left in utter ruins through a sweeping madness and through some mad sweeping. That, that, that was well put because you forget that we're in a great position uh, with yep. Travis Head and Marnus Labashain coming to the crease. We had a, we had a 62-run lead, Vossi. So I, I arrived at Fox Sports thinking this is going to be a great day's cricket. If we can get to 250, yep. very hard to get 250 batting fourth on that wicket. Um, we lost nine for 48 runs. Yes. Like, Travis Head was gone in the first over of the day, which wasn't a good thing. And when, when you look back at it and you think, well, Steve Smith's coming in now. But then there was no double figures scored underneath Head and Lubber no shot. It was no grit. No, nothing. Nothing. Well, well, the sweep shot. Just, just let's just go back to, to Alex <laughs> Carey. It's, yeah, uh, very hard. Like... I said last test to our cricketing experts at Fox Sports, what, he can't keep playing that shot because at at, at some stage he will get out and uh, it won't be long. I, I, I can't believe that... Did he play... A, like, he faced 11 balls. Were they all reverse sweeps? The reverse well, sweep tenth, got him that again. That was his 10th ball, actually, you see. Yeah, and it was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. So well, got leg stump out of the ground. The, the reverse yes. sweep was <laughs> never on. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um, now, Pat Cummins, we 
replayed uh, an interview that Jared did with him uh, last Friday, and it was dissected to the to the cows come home. Uh, we will play play this one grab of Pat Cummins after the loss, and again I say unleash the hounds. Yeah, you know, disappointing when we were, uh, you know, two for 80 or whatever we were. Pressure was right on them. You know, we were ahead of the game. So to let that sleep is really disappointing. Um, yeah, that's, I think that'll be the review over the next few days is what we, you know, could have done differently. It's, you know, planning. You're going to get some balls that have your name, you know, on it anyway. It wasn't, wasn't easy. You know, Ashman and Jadeja were bowling well. But uh, I think that'll be the review. You know, shot choice. Did we go about it the right way? And we'll work that over the next few days. Well, why, why didn't he say? Why didn't he say we shouldn't have been playing the sweep shot? Like uh, me, me, and you can see that. You and I, we yeah. we can see that. We're sitting there going, "Stop playing the sweep shot." There's your review, but do it. <laughs> why, why don't you do it on the run? Why, when yeah. when things can be saved. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's yeah. the batting yep. coach? Have they got a batting coach? Like they would have. A batting um, coach. Mike Divanuto, isn't he? He's the batting coach. What was Mike is Mike over there? Like Mike. Get in there and say, don't play any sweep shots, boys. You dribblers. You're batting rubbish. has gone the dribblers. Wow. Have you say about it. Um, on better news in cricket, the Australian T20 women's team is into the World Cup semi-finals after downing South Africa. Now, uh, rugby league over the weekend. Uh, St. Helens winning the World Club Challenge was quite sensational um, on the night. 13 points to 12. Penrith, quick summation. I won't put the pressure on Brandy. They have replaced dynamic with competent. Kick out Coruscant, massive losses. I know it's one game, but I don't see the replacements they have there for those players can come even close to what those two provided the Panthers team. Uh, Listeners can have their say about that. Anthony Griffin in the Telegraph is saying he can fix the Dragons before their first clash of the season. Oh, he's got two uh, weeks to do it then. He's got two weeks to fix it. As someone said to me, well, he will get it right in round one because they've got the bye. um, (laughs) Well, he's got three weeks, sorry. They've got the points in the bag bag for the first week. He's he's almost got a a whole off-season in front of him to fix the problem. Um, Yeah, dragons, dragons, poor. Bunnies were great. Some of the, I thought the Tigers. Now, everyone wanted to jump on the Tigers last week and say, wooden spooners, look at... Mm. I thought the Tigers were really good, Vossi. And yeah. my standout player of the final preseason challenge round was Mitch Moses. I think Mitch go. Moses was great. Yep. Yep. We're going to talk more about the rugby league. We'll go top to top, but we really do want to rip into the calls in a moment. So we'll we'll get around that. Bulldogs fans, are you disappointed? What you saw yesterday against the Sharks? As I say, Tigers fans, come on. Hey, <laughs> talk about where you can get grand final tickets if you like. Uh, the Storm over the Warriors, Broncos over the Cowboys, Seagulls win the challenge, they get the 100k, um, yep. and last night the Dolphins, mm, players get old quickly, don't they? Some, and I know I know they'll get better, but you take the Bromwich brothers out of the Melbourne system and Felice Cafusi and Mark Nichols out of a rampaging South pack, and you put mm. them all together in a mix, and it looks slow. It looked slow. And I know they're, they're all good players, and they will get better from last night, but... Eh, Talking of slow, yeah, I, I agree. Talking of slow, uh, one man that looked like he needs... I don't know whether he'll improve as the season goes, and he could be an important man for his side, Josh Hodgson. 
looks yeah. two yards slower than what he was. Now, That's he's coming in number nine. They, they, they need a good number nine. Mm-hmm. And he's been a great player, Josh Hodgson, but spent 2020 out, spent 2022 out, played very little football. I don't know if those knee reconstructions have caught up with him, Andrew. All right. Uh, we've also got Andy Harper coming on the program. We need to talk a lot of football this morning. Quite incredible, the A-League. Wanderers scored two goals in, uh, in stoppage time for a four-all draw. For four-all. Uh, Sydney FC won all against Brisbane Raw at Allianz Stadium on Saturday. Uh, we had the Newcastle Jets defeating MacArthur 1-0 at Campbelltown on Saturday. And the EPL this morning, Manchester United winners over Leicester, Tottenham, over West Ham, Manchester City licking their wounds after yesterday. But Brandy will have the football desk covered for us. PSG, Lionel Messi scored a goal to win a seven-goal thriller. Mbappe got two goals. He's back fit. Uh, and the Matildas last night in front of over 17,000 fans at Combank. 3-1 winners over Spain. Things going well in World Cup preparations. And a shout-out to the Sydney Kings. Yes, they are through to the best of five final series against the New Zealand Breakers. They did go to a game three, but they won it yesterday, 79-64. So well done, Sydney Kings. So you can talk about all the sport, but I reckon cricket's going to dominate. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. SENQ breakfast show hosts and Australian test cricket great Ian Healy jumped on the line to give us his take on the disaster in India yesterday and filled us in on why we may not have seen the team change tactics with the sweep shot. So we're getting it all. We're getting it left, right and centre. Ian Healy is getting ready to present his show on uh, 6.93am Brisbane SENQ, but he's been good enough to uh, come online right now. We love heels and, boy, I don't think we've ever needed... Ian Healy's words more than we do right now. Ian Healy, I'm going to quote Pauline Hanson. Please explain. <laughs> oh, no real explanation. Explain there, yesterday. Bobby. Explain. Uh, good, good morning, Randy. Um, G'day, Heels. Uh, oh, I just there, there wasn't the hard edge in the first session that was required. I, I think we probably thought Travis Head will keep going. It was, seemed easy last night. Um, so. It's, that's going to continue first up. But the first session of each of the three days was really difficult, and, and that's where the ball was doing its most. So I think we needed to put our heads down a lot better and come up with a way to survive uh, and stay at the crease in that first session because the second two sessions uh, in the first two days were much much more settled, whether that's moisture coming out of the, the pitch uh, you know, from an early start, it started at 9.30 in the morning each day. So something was happening there. It was harder in the first session. So, so yeah, yeah, India India certainly uh, got into the contest quite well. It looked to me like Ravi Dejaja was well under par at the start and Ashwin was going to do all the damage. And then Jadeja comes from nowhere and gets a bit of a roll on. You can't shake him. So, yeah, they're very, very disappointing. Um, from the last session on day two, that that was the disappointing one too. They got close to us. They got level with us when we yeah. should have had a lead of about 80, maybe 100. But Akshar yes. Patel for them nailed us for 74 right when we didn't need to. He got runs in the first test too, Heels. We, we had him seven for 139. The next wicket fell eight for 253. They were, they were, yeah, you're right. They're they all they're on top of us. Now, we've been talking, we've listened to Pat Cummins and even someone like me who, you know, I played cricket as a kid, but I'm, I'm looking, watching these wickets fall, and I'm thinking, why are they still sweeping? Like, what, 
the ball's keeping low. Why are they... Isn't there a... Wouldn't they have a chat in the dressing room and say, look, you know, put the cross bat shot away. Just just try and stay at the crease. I know it's difficult because it's a spinning wicket and it's staying low, but the sweep shot did not make sense and they just kept doing it. Everyone. Well, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know this generation of, of cricket coaches uh, or captain is like that. They say, listen, you blokes, you can't do that today. Um, it's it's like you've got your plan, go out and execute it, you know. And each of them had a plan pre-tour, uh, pre-first test, and it was going to be, we've got to play the sweep like Matthew Hayden in 2001. Well, that's good as long as you practice it well enough and it's ingrained into your technique enough. Uh, and make sure you know the conditions. You know, is staying low a day where we play the sweep? We, we mightn't be able to. They were try, probably you know, devise that plan on just spinning Indian wickets, not low-spinning Indian wickets, you know. So, yeah, they mm. forgot to take the last step and use the... When they land it, when anything up out of the hand, you know, come down to it because it's going to land into the posh bit of the pitch. You notice when our spinners bowled late yesterday, the ball was landing in where there was no rough. It, it was in yes. the, what we call the posh bit. And... And yes. yet we were letting them bowl into the rough bits way too often. So when there is one on the posh bit, up out of the hand, get to it and hit it. Um, our plan looked to be uh, much too square of the wicket, as you said, Brandy. All right, now, Heels, uh, we get get to the crunch. Uh, and I don't know what you can do. You know, Some people would say rearrange chairs, deck chairs on the Titanic at 2-0 down in the series. I mean, what changes do you expect to see for the third test. Now, I should let you know, Heels, we had Alan Border on the program last week and he was an advocate of three fast bowlers, one spinner, if available. Yes. That's still his strategy. But that doesn't fix the batting. But what do you do with the lineup 1-11 to 11 right now, Heels? What's your thoughts? Yeah, very often, I haven't even given it much thought, actually, Fossey, so let me buy, buy myself five seconds. Um, uh, you know, when you haven't got runs to bowl to, your bowlers get criticised. You know, it's been very unfair on the bowlers, that once again, uh, quick. Um, uh, no, I, I don't envisage too many changes, you know. I don't like too many changes because when you get picked for Australia, you're, you're getting told we love you. And so you can't mm. drop them after one test. I, I read today that uh, Todd Murphy might be dealing with a side strain of, or a side complaint, so he might have to sit out. There's one spinner out. Um and then you can put one quick stark in for him. So we're keeping uh, left-arm orthodox and right-arm orthodox, Nathan Lyon, who was a different bowler this test. Um, so so that's still OK. Travis Head will probably keep his spot, and uh, he's got uh, part-time bowling that he can do. So two quicks, then... So two quicks, two spinners, and then Cameron Green can be available. So yeah, we can Warner, then get if the three quicks that AB wants. If Warner's out injured, I mean, Matt Rinshaw mm-hmm. looks a shot duck. I mean, we've taken Matt Rinshaw <laughs> over there. He's zero one two. He's he, you know he's he's out eighth ball sweeping. I mean, you you couldn't play him in the third test, could you? Uh, probably not. That's that's a good point. So my hope is that Cameron Green comes into that spot, um, and he's mm-hmm. able to bowl. So mm-hmm. we've we've had this squad that's been in disarray with those unfortunate injuries then. The accidents, you know, broken finger and a, a tendon injury from a catch in the outfield. 
a month ago. But geez, how underdone are Starkey and Cameron Green going to be? Um, so you know, don't expect too much out of, out of those. But yeah, that's where I'd be putting Cameron Green. Um, and I'd, I'd start sending some players home, like Aston Agar. What, he must be in the coma position. He's been jumped over by Todd Murphy and Matty yes, Kuhneman, yes. who had to, had to be made to come on the tour. So get home and play the last three Shield matches. He's, he's got to get some form and confidence back into his body. Don't worry about playing for Australia and getting selected again. Just get some body. Just get some confidence in yourself. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, that's what I'd do. I'd still probably have to play the spinners. You know, they've been our best bowlers. You know, Todd Murphy in the first test and Nathan Lyon in the second. So uh, that'd be the changes I'd envisage. And Travis Head stays at the opening position. He'll have to open. He'll have to open. All right, Heels, you get ready for your show. Do appreciate you giving us time this morning. Our listeners love hearing from you. And, uh, Heels, it's, it, it, gee, it was a strange day yesterday. We'll just sweep you away, Heels, and you can go start your show. Good on yeah, you, Heels. Okay, Cheers, mate. See you, Randy. Good man, Ian Healy here on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Michelle Bishop is back for Anytime Fitness. That's coming up, a sports update, plenty of news. So much news. What a great day to be talking sport from a controversy point of view. You're listening to the best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. We took your calls on the burning issues of the morning on the Motorola open line. And then Andy Harper from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus joined us to give us a wrap of the A-League, EPL and the great Matildas win against Spain last night. Let's go to the uh, Motorola open line. Hello, Moto. Come on, Dan. You've got to be quicker than that. Be, be, we, we need to hear the Motorola song Hello, Moto. jingle all the time. Uh, Jim, Jimmy of Campbelltown. G'day. G'day, Bandy. How you going, mate? Uh, Good. Quick thanks to St. Helens the other night. A couple of friends gave me some nice start about them, and I had a nice, nice little win on So they're in town. Thank you. Uh, the Bulldog yesterday, disappointing, but I hope I don't hear the term a work in progress because that got flogged when Trent Barrett was there. I don't want to ever hear that expression again with him. But the cricket, guys, I rang this last week and said to you, they give you a ready-made excuse for getting beat when they complained about the pitch. Right? There's no excuse. Yep. There's nothing this week. Um, like I said, to me, if they're going to play shots like that, they might as well take a broom out. They're going to get the same result if they're going to sweep. I mean, it was just... I don't. There's words can't describe it, but I think... They've really got to bite the bullet and they've got to make Steve Smith the captain because really, Brandy, it's the captain who should have said to them, don't sweep. Not the coach, the captain. And he, well, well, you know what, he has, Jim, to Jim, me, he's part, You might he's, be right. I, I, think, I think you're right, Jim. Now, because if Andrew McDonald, who should not, apart from carrying the bags and, and the kit in, you know, obviously he doesn't do anything. Like, he, if he hasn't got the guts to say to his players, pull it up, boys, and... If the captain is happy to let them go in with a plan and try and execute it, but the plan's wrong, and he said, I don't want to change it mid-table, mid well, you might be right, Jim. They need someone that's going to actually say something. Thank you, Jim. Steve Smith was out sweeping. Uh, Pat Cummins was out sweeping first ball, just as a uh, little finish to yeah. that. Uh, Liz of Campbelltown is on the line right now, wants to talk about the World Club Challenge. Good morning, Liz. Good morning. I want to talk to Brandy about Hi, um, the action of Nathan Cleary. Um, you touched on it earlier and Brandy went, oh, um, that's most un-Nathan-like. What is Nathan-like? Where did he get that from? Must have got it I... from somewhere, so it is Nathan-like, isn't it? And well, if it was I, any I... other player, I wonder what his comment would be. 
Oh, I, you, you, Liz, you're into me because I didn't go hard on Nathan. Well, it's I from the NBA. It was first act. performed in the NBA. I can't give you the player's name, but I have seen it performed in the NBA. And I don't... <laughs> no, we don't have to copy everything, do we? It was very mm. odd, if I can jump in there. But, Brandy, you're, yes. Liz is directing at you. Well, because... It is, it Liz, is strange. It's I, not I, Nathan Cleary. No. No. Well, that, that's why I said it was unnathan like I've never known Nathan to try and promote himself or, or, or do something that wasn't... He's a very level-headed... Uh, Vossi, you know him. Like he's, he's yeah, level-headed. He's yeah. The uh, and, and that's why I said it was unnatural. Himself on the big screen. The action I, is actually at the cus- at the crux of it. You are wrapping yourself, and that's not Nathan Cleary at all. No, Liz, it's, never, it's odd. It's when really you, when odd. you hear Nathan Cleary talk, he doesn't talk about himself, or he doesn't promote himself, or he doesn't. It, it, you know, he's he's pretty level-headed, Liz, and that's exactly why I said it was unnatural. Like, yeah. He's had a TikTok indiscretion, which is hardly the crime of the century, but we were the most unusual times there. But that was just an odd one, Liz. And does it does it warrant some explanation? Well, probably, probably acknowledgement. I don't think it was the smartest thing to do, personally. But it's not the crime of the century. Uh, Barry of Balgala also wants to talk about it. G'day, Barry. Morning, gents. Look, it comes to Nathan's defence to go into bat for him, so to speak. It's more of a, you're right, Bossy, it has been done in the NBA, but also done in the NFL. It's part of a, the celly, they call them celly celebrations. It's, it's, more, it's more so to give juice or emotion to the team. And it wasn't just Nathan that did it. Brian To'o and a few of the other players did it as well. So it's almost like a, a, you know, a, a rally, rally the team. So they it's did a team equalize. thing. It's, okay. It's, it's a team thing. So, yeah, look, I... I, some, I, I I think that Nathan was just trying to get his team up to to win the game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so okay, so Barry, you don't so I, I I don't know. Well, Vossi, I'm I'm out of my depth here in terms of what it means and and the fact that other players did it. So if Brian Toto did it, did he do it after he scored a try? So it's not it's not something ice in the veins. It, it just happened that Nathan kicked the goal to square things up. It's more a Team rallying gesture. Yeah, that makes right. more sense he... to me. Okay, that 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 makes more sense to me than the ice in the veins because Don't make no when, when someone me. pointed it out to me yesterday, I went, Ooh, "Stop it, okay. you two! Stop it, you two! You t- no, no, no! That doesn't no. Just because well, maybe, if that maybe makes sense Fossey, to the American sports wrong. person, how does it make sense? How does it make sense? Nick Howes, does that make sense? Does Tiger Woods make sense? None of it makes sense. Thanks for the call, Barry. Now I'm angry. Good on you, Baz. <laughs> Thanks for clearing you, that up. Thanks, Baz. Yeah, Andy yeah. Harper. <laughs> I'll get him to be the judge. Andy Harper is a man of reason voice. Football commentator with Channel 10, Paramount Plus. He's here to talk football. And there's some extraordinary stuff out of the A-League over the weekend and some EPL to talk about. But... Did you just hear that call there, Andy, and the explanation? Brandy's hopped on the bus on it, on the point. It's team well, thing. that makes more sense to me. That 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 that, that makes sense because Nathan Cleary isn't someone that promotes himself. So what? They're like the Masons. They have some sort of secret handshake. Is this 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 symbol, this signal? Well, that, that they doesn't do to seem rally that the outrageous. Team. That, that rallies the team. <laughs> yeah, Andy Harper, I'm... help us out here. Help us out, Andy. Voice of reason. <laughs> Something. Well, good morning, Andy. Uh, uh, I wish. Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, I wish I could help you out, but I I have to declare I have. Nothing to say because I have zero idea on what you're talking about. 
No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's, fair. that's a good. Okay, that's a well, good answer. Andy, before we talk, Andy, before we talk about the soccer, um, the football, the football. Um, have you got a thought on the cricket? Disaster. Disaster. Yeah. Good word. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't watch, I didn't get to watch much of the cricket, but I've seen the highlights. Um, I, I just cannot like the, the the manner of those dismissals from the best batsman in Australia. It just defies belief. I, I know the the conditions are tough and the pitch was crumbling, but these this is full time. These are full time professional players. Mm. That's just yes. ridiculous yep. to me. I'm not a cricket expert. I'm a cricket fan, but I'm not an expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're that all just fans. looks like yep. wet paper bag yeah. stuff to me. Yeah. The number 11 batsman comes to the crease and he's had four other blokes out sweeping and second ball. What does he do? <laughs> like, it's almost a joke. A number 11 batsman walks into a bar a having seen four blokes get out sweeping. What does he do? Second ball he sweeps and gets out. That's amazing stuff. That's amazing stuff. A professional cricketer. Like that's, that was the answer. Uh, now, Andy, can I just ask you, in all your time following the A-League, 4-2 going into stoppage time, uh, Adelaide United over Western Sydney. What the Wanderers did yesterday? That's up there in the top ten of Remarkable. Yeah, it was incredible. Really incredible, but particularly given the heat. I mean, that heat... The heat wave that went over southern Australia it was still cooking for the afternoon kickoff uh, in Adelaide, um, and you know, the, the Wanderers are made of stern stuff. Frustrating, for, uh, amazing comeback, really, and that should be self-contained, bottled, celebrated by the club, focused on by the coach this week as they prepare for next. Um, but just running closely outside that is the fact that the Wanderers have now just won two games in their last eleven. Now, they're still very much in the mix. They're doing a great job. They just are finding it really difficult to crack it for a win. And it's not because of a lack of good football or bravery, and there was plenty of that in abundance yesterday. Great to see the new online striker, the uh, Swiss-born Tunisian, Swiss or Swedish, I'm not quite sure, Stan corrected on that, Amor Leuni scoring that ripper against the odds. And it just it finished the game off beautifully. It was a remarkable match of football. Um, Sydney FC, the draw against Brisbane, uh, and Sydney FC travelling well. Um, the draw, not the result they wanted, but they're sitting in six, Andy. Uh, uh, will they play finals this year? I know there's still a couple of months to go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they played very well, actually. Um, Brisbane fought really hard. Once they got the lead, Brisbane, they didn't really offer a lot of football, but they offered a lot of grit and were really disappointed that they succumbed late, but it was a, at least what Sydney deserved. They played some good staff. They are on the, riding a wave of some some good form, but as for the Wanderers are struggling for wins generally, Sydney is struggling for home wins. It's crazy into this brand new, beautiful, beautiful stadium and their just inability to send their fans home with three points in their pockets is, is a, a source of frustration. But again, for them, it wasn't for the lack of quality of their play. I thought they did very, very well, and they just came up against this Brisbane team, which, when their backs are to the wall, they know they know how to defend their goal. Tommy Aldred and Scott Neville set a great standard of desperation, and it was just mostly too much for Sydney. They did get their goal late, um, which broke Brisbane's heart, but it did vindicate the good approach to the game that Sydney had, and I think they'll make the finals, um, most certainly. Meanwhile, down south, Melbourne Victory got the win they needed against Melbourne City to keep themselves alive. I was getting very close to writing them off for the season if they couldn't beat City on the weekend, and they did so, in, in, again, in really exciting fashion. It was a top derby.
On the uh, EPL front, um, we we sat here during the program uh, last week. It, was, it would be Thursday morning, wasn't it? Uh, Man City and Arsenal. Um, yes. Just sensational. Uh, and, and Man City uh, were feeling fantastic. And then what happens uh, yesterday? A draw against Nottingham <laughs> Forest, um, widely acclaimed as totally unacceptable. They've dropped two points there. How costly could it be? Oh, they'll bounce back. I mean, it, it, what, what it takes a lot of the pressure off Arsenal, who, after their loss last week, and you know, amidst what's been a great season, you could imagine them starting to get a bit introspective and thinking, how do we just maintain the rage with Manchester City? And we gave it our best, and they, they did us over. Um, they wouldn't have expected this slip-up from Man City. But the charge that goes through Arsenal um, could be the defining factor, because it's not that... I don't think Manchester City will be in the doldrums for long. They'll bounce back quickly, and I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to take care of themselves. But what they've not been able to do with that draw is diffuse the Arsenal charge, and that might have that might have taken place a week ago with that loss. You know, you could have, I guess, accepted or, or understood if the Arsenal players just with a big emptying of the lungs thought, "Oh God, how do we get out of this now?" But um, but dropping those points against Nottingham Forest will send a massive massive charge around the Emirates and, and maybe renew them enough. Maybe. It's going to be fascinating, but um, uh, uh, they, they, they needed Manchester City to slip up. They wouldn't have expected it so soon and, and against such an unlikely opponent. Yeah, and Arsenal still with the game in hand. Now, there's been eight managers sacked in the English Premier League, Andy. Uh, Chelsea hmm. beaten by Southampton. Southampton sitting at yeah. the bottom of the table. Uh, did we make it a ninth manager gone if something doesn't happen with Chelsea? You know, there's a lot of turmoil there. And, you know, the, the, the new owner, LA Dodgers, Bowley, owner Ted Bowley has has spent big in the transfer window. He's just taken over the club, basically, as well. Um, the new manager hasn't worked, um, but we're not too sure, not, not, not to know what's happening behind the scenes. It's not to say that he won't work, but how much patience how far are things slipping away from Chelsea relative to the money that's been spent? Um, but you know, this is the this is the carousel, the big money of the EPL. I, I don't think the patience is going to last for long. But who's advising Ted Bowley, and how does he know really how the football world works? Because um, he's still yet to really get his feet under the table as a Premier League owner, um, and he'll be he'll be just getting blasted by these headwinds, thinking, how do I, in the short term, get out of this? I think he'll back the manager in the short term. Um, it, it, look, it's a really hard one to say because because Chelsea, with that investment, shouldn't be losing to Southampton, and, and that's the pressure that they're all going to be under, of course. So much football to talk about, but Matildas, what about the crowd too last night at Combeck? Over 17,000 and win over Spain. Uh, things have certainly picked up. There's great momentum um, and, and results are coming for the Matildas in the build-up to the World Cup. Yeah, look, Rossi, that first half yesterday was just scintillating. It, it really was. The Matildas were just on fire and it's taken a while to get there and time will tell if that's the standard that they're going to maintain from here, of course, because to beat the big teams in the world, and Spain's one of them, uh, which they did successfully yesterday, brilliant. But when you get to the World Cup, um, and you get out of the group stage, which they should, and they get through the round of um, 
16, which they should, and get to what my expectation is, the minimum acceptable standard this quarterfinal. And so you're going to draw a team like like Spain in a quarterfinal. Um, and to be able to do that was just should send enormous confidence through the team. The problem, if I can put it that way, uh, the, the second half, the Matildas just ceded pretty much the, the territory and the momentum to Spain. And in the end... Um, pretty much had to hang on. They did have a couple of good chances in the second half themselves, but goalkeeper Mackenzie Arnold had to pull off a couple of miraculous saves, really. Um, both teams, Australia and Spain, had chances that they'd squandered. Um, but that first half, mate, it was just... They destroyed Spain, destroyed them. Um, and Spain had some good moments too, but defensively, they just could not cope with Razo, Vine... Um, Sam Kerr and Caitlin Ford could not cope. It was a procession. It was so exciting. We waited a while for the, the Matildas to really light the fuse, but they did it in the first half yesterday in Parramatta, and the fans were loving it. It was great to watch, really great to watch. Well, Andy, it's a big weekend of A-League coming up. Uh, Saturday afternoon, 5 o'clock in Melbourne, Sydney FC, in battle with the league leaders. As always, mate, appreciate your expertise. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'll go and work out quickly why they're burning the clearies at the stake this morning, and I'll get back to you. (laughs) You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Fox Sports cricket commentator Brendan Julian was another who gave us his insight to the second test loss, and if there will be any changes heading into the third test, which begins on Wednesday week. Uh, Vossie, this one from the Brisbane Eel. Will Brandy now ban himself calling Panthers games as he hadn't, hasn't done that since 2016? Uh, he's zero mm. from one. Yes, that's it. That'll be it. End of the Panthers games. Won't be calling them again. Uh, Juju. All right. Um, we, now, the host of Fox Cricket, Vossie, the host of Fox Cricket, Brendan Julian, sat in the green room watching those wickets tumble with Alan Border and Mike Hussey. Uh, he's had a little bit of time to let it sink in. So let's get his thoughts, because he joins us on the line. Uh, BJ, good morning, mate. Boys, how are you? Well, good, good. Now, just what, after it sunk in a little <laughs> bit, what, where do you place that in terms of catastrophe in Australian cricket? Oh, mate, it's up there, isn't it? I mean, we've gone through a few of those performances in India, and we've gone through a few of those performances in Sri Lanka, but that's up there. It was probably one of the worst. Terrible batting yesterday. Nine for 48 in a position where you think you can nearly win the test match. At the start of the day's play with a lead of 62, you're thinking, you know, you can put a lot of pressure on India. And I don't think India would have been in that position too often, especially in Delhi. They've only lost uh, a couple of test matches. And the last one they lost was back in 87. So for them um, and the Australians, that is a, a big, big, big loss. Please help us. Ian Healy came on the program at 6.30 and, and Brandy put the innocent question, like the layman's question. We're, we're backyard cricketers, <laughs> Brendan, as you know. Very, very good ones too in our, in our time. That if something's not working, surely someone would say in the room, all right, I know we said we're going to sweep, but we'll put it away. The you know, ball's keeping a bit low. The team has a coach. Well, but Heal said that nothing would be said, that players would be left, well, left to their own devices. They have their plans. They stick to them. Is that how it works? Well, yeah, well, it would be. I mean, I mean, it's, I think it would be. The way that Pat Cummins um, said that after the press conference, he, he said it, in, you know, when he was talking to um, you know, Indian TV there, and he said, look, we leave players to do what they want to do. We, we let them do their own game plan. We let them, and it's been that way for quite a while. It's, you know, this side is, is a different side to when Justin Langer was coaching it. You know, Justin Langer would be trying to tell them, 
what what they should be doing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the players are going to do what they what they want to do. They they go in with their own plans. And I, you know, I'd I'd, I'd be amazed um, if if this sort of reaction um, comes through in the next Test match. You'd expect them to make some changes, not necessarily wholesale personnel changes, but they've got to they've got to change their tactics and the way they play. There's no doubt BJ, about it. And but, yeah, I'd be but I'd why? be amazed. I would be amazed if he, they didn't say anything. I'd be amazed if. Um, Andrew McDonald and said, boys, you can't do that anymore. That is just ridiculous that the way that you're getting out. Well, if he doesn't say that, and I can't believe that nothing would have been said in the dressing room as the test is deteriorating and we're losing wickets in the same manner, why do we even have a coach? Why don't we just have someone well, drive the bus and drive them to the ground and, and let them... To leave them to their own devices. Why the hell do we have so many? We've got batting coaches, bowling coaches. If they're not going to say anything when things are crumbling around them, my God. Well, there's no, well, there's no way, Brandy, that they're going to be saying something during this match. There's no way that they would do that. There's no way that Andrew McDonald during the match when they're four for fifty or or, or whatever they are say, yeah. boys, boys, don't play that way. There's no way they'll do that. You know, he's not going to interrupt in the middle of a, of a situation of a game where they're suddenly going to change the game plan because they all believe that they stuck to it. I mean, I, I was even amazed that they brought Travis Head back into the sides of the second test match because basically what they should have done is admitted their mistake and owned it. Now, they've got to yes. get out and do the same thing after this collapse as well and say, mate, well, it was just ridiculous the way that we played. But it's yes. very hard for a guy like Andrew McDonald, who's the coach, um, and, and the batting staff who haven't played 100 test matches to turn around and say to Steve Smith and to Alex Carey and to these guys, boys, you're playing the wrong way. You've got, to, you've got to change your whole game plan and you've got to play this way. Well, he but shouldn't be the coach He should not be the coach. If, he's got no, well, if, coach. if he hasn't got the confidence in himself or the, 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 the kahunas to say, boys, rein it in, <laughs> don't play a sweep shot, he should not be the coach. Now, now Brendan, well, I've got to get he, an answer I, from well, you. Yeah, he's like when you said changes can't do wholesale because they've only got what they've got. What are they? What are they? That's right. The changes That's you right. Well, the only what change they that they can, I think, the only change they can make is Cameron Green comes in and he bats six. But for my eyes, um, you got you got probably Hazelwood or Stark or fit. But this pitch in indoor, that's not going to suit those guys. So you're only going to go with two quick bowlers as well. But at the end of the day, you know you got six batsmen over there, seven batsmen with Cam Green that can do that job. I mean, you're not going to suddenly bring a guy from Shield Cricket and push him into the third test match under these conditions and go, mate, can you go over there and save the test match for us? That's not going to happen. And you, and you wouldn't no. do that anyway. It's up to the wholesale no. changes to be made on the tactical point of view where they've got to play a certain way. Now, don't forget, indoor, which is in the third test, that's going to turn more in than it has for the first two test matches. So it's not as if this situation... has got to go away, but it's the way that they got out. It's the way that they applied themselves mm. is what people don't like. You know, you've got to get out there and give yourself a chance. The way that they play, they just played reckless batting um, and, and they panic. We need fight. We need grit. Brendan, you're back. look, Brandy's angry. Brandy's angry. Brendan, we'll have to leave you go there. Um, the listeners are piling up. We're ready to go again. Unleash the hounds. Thanks for coming on the program. Plenty of people. Thanks, BJ. Hundreds of thousands watching the cricket on Fox. Well done.